0: In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, we need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This, this is The Smart Side. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 30th of September, and happy podcast day. Hey, hey. And a big happy birthday to the Hingis, Marianne Cotillard, and Johnny Mathis grim news on COVID-19 yesterday as there were 7,143 new cases, the highest since the outbreak began, with the Prime Minister and the Chief Medical Officer due to address the nation today at 1pm. However, Boris did make an appearance at a news conference in Exeter yesterday, where he really struggled to explain his own safe Six guidelines. On the, on the rule of six, uh, outside the, the areas where it, such as the northeast, where extra measures have been, uh, been brought in, uh, it's six inside, six outside, and uh, in the, in the northeast and uh, other areas where uh, extra uh, tight measures have been brought in, you should follow the guidance of of, uh, of local authorities. Uh, uh, but uh, it's it's uh, it's six in, in, in a home or six in, in hospitality, but uh, as I understand it, not six outside. It's not the first time he's struggled with the uh, <clears throat> safe six. Chris Bryant from Labour was infuriated that Boris can't explain his own rules. The Prime Minister can't even explain his own policy. He just, he just said two mutually exclusive versions of what the rule is in the North East. As it happens, we in Rhonda Taff for the last uh, two weeks now, have had a rule which says you're not allowed to meet up with anybody from other households other than in the garden. <laughs> Channel 4's investigation into the US election and the Trump campaign continues after a data leak revealed how the campaign tried to deter black voters in 2016. They also spoke to white voters in Wisconsin who've been targeted by a different message, one that says Joe Biden is weak in the face of riots. We can see how this message that protests are a threat to law and order is targeted at swing voters who are overwhelmingly white. Have you seen these sorts of ads? on your Facebook? President Trump is a Yeah, that's exactly what I've seen families, that. not criminals. And it's not just Channel 4 News sounding the alarm. President Obama's weighed in with his own message. Right now, from the White House on down, folks are working to keep people from voting, especially communities of color. So it's more important than ever to make your voice heard. We can't leave anything to chance. The First U.S. presidential debate took place in Cleveland, Ohio, with Fox News' Chris Wallace moderating as President Trump took on Joe Biden. It was a chaotic event with the two men talking over each other and Joe Biden telling Trump that he's the worst president America has ever had. CNN were fact-checking the debate live. Clearly this debate was an embarrassment for the United States of America, a clear embarrassment. I want to bring in CNN's uh, fact-checker Daniel Dale, how much was fact, how much was false. We had an avalanche of lying from President Trump. When moderator Chris Wallace asked Trump to condemn white supremacists like the Proud Boys, his answer was truly alarming. I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what are you? What, are you, you look, what are you? saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me white a name. White supremacists would and would right. You like me to condemn. White supremacists Ooh. and right proud boys. boys Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right wing problem. The BBC's been under fire from all sides recently, with talk of Lord Charles Moore, former editor of The Telegraph, being appointed as a new chairman. New BBC boss Tim Davey appeared in front of the Commons Media Committee yesterday and he was very determined that BBC personalities would no longer have freedom to share opinions on social media. We are going to be publishing, in the next uh, few weeks, clear social media guidelines and within those guidelines, the the, um, enforcement policies Will be very clear, which is we'll be able to take disciplinary action. We'll be able to take people off Twitter. Sorry, did you just um, say you'll we'll be able to take? Sorry, excuse on. me, Sir David, did you just say you'll be able to take people off Twitter? Well, if they want to work for the BBC, I can ask people to. I can say you, you would suspend their Twitter account. Absolutely. Lineker responded with a tweet: "I think only Twitter can take people off Twitter." That's going to be awkward in the canteen. It was a busy night in the Carabao Cup as Spurs took on Chelsea in a match that went to penalties. For more on that, including a bizarre story about Eric Dyer and the latest on the French Open, check out the Sport 7 podcast. Before the game last night, Spurs manager Jose Mourinho more or less wrote off his team as they had to play two games in 48 hours. But they got it together and beat Chelsea on penalties to go through to the next round. Mourinho was delighted. I told before the game that we would be ready to fight and we were ready to fight. I don't care about the penalties. I care about what they did. And uh, they were the best team. They were magnificent. Uh, Second half, a super team like Chelsea looked a very ordinary team. And they are not. They're a super team. We played so, so well. For all the day sport, check out The Sport 7. The Sport 7. Available wherever you get your podcasts. The new edition of Empire magazine is devoted to Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther star who died of cancer last month. And one of his co stars, Sienna Miller, told a story about how Chadwick topped up her salary from him to ensure she got equal pay. Here they are chatting about that movie, 21 Bridges, from November last year. We were actually shooting in, in, a, a, in, in, a, a, re, in a real, In a real, in the, in the, the whole meat packing. But uh, for 10 hours? Yeah, and it was raining and oh, so, right. so you're going from being in the freezing cold with some some real meat, some fake meat hanging, yeah. to being outside in the cold uh, and going back and forth, people getting sick, you know, yeah, all yeah. of that. Jennifer Aniston popped up on the Smartless podcast, which has a pretty stellar lineup of hosts, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. She talked about how she came close to quitting acting before getting the Apple TV morning show. And she also told a cute childhood story about meeting a famous star. When I was a little kid and we were at Joe Allen's and there was a guy that was on Sesame Street in the restaurant. And I remember walking over to him at seven years old, I was seven, and I walked over to his table and I tugged on his jacket and he literally whipped his head around with fiery anger in his eyes and said, Cookie, give me cookie. No, what did he say? (laughs) No, honey, it was not a Muppet. It was not a puppet. It was a human being. This has been the Smart 7. Be smart, wear a mask. We've got an Alexa skill now, so enable us and then just say, Alexa, play the Smart 7. We're back tomorrow at 7am. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. From the creators of the Smart Seven podcast, allow me to introduce, me to introduce the Sports Seven. I'm Mike Bogle. Every weekday morning at 7am, I'll have everything you need to know on sports: the results from last night, fixtures, breaking news, transfers, the lot you need the sport hey we've got the sport the sports set get up to speed in just seven minutes every weekday at 7am find it wherever you get your podcasts launches september 2020 acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend